Hi Bobby fans and welcome to the PO Forecast episode 9. That's right, me and Matt are back. The boys are back in town and by back in town I mean Bogler Town. We, uh, me and Matt for episode 9 we headed down to the lovely, beautiful seaside resort of Bogner to uh, have different chats with various people when we're down there. Matt? Yeah, yeah, so we headed down uh, to, to Bogner um, and uh, we, we got to have a chat with a few uh, Really exciting prospects coming out of Pompey and uh, and a legend as well, which uh, would be a surprise later for you in the show. Well, it's not going to be too much of a surprise, so I'm about to outline it right now so everyone knows exactly what's <laughs> going on in the show, Matt. So, part one, we uh, managed to sit down with uh, Bradley Lethbridge and Joe Dandy, who's just joined um, down in Bogner to shore up their centre-back. Two really, really good Pompey prospects who are you know looking great at Bogner and um, hopefully they'll be able to come into, into the first team. So in a minute, we're going to jump straight into that. Um, then after that, we'll have a little chat about what's gone on uh, before we fly into talking to Bogner commentator Lee Roberts about his feeling on how the guys on loan are getting down in Bogner, uh, along with Liam Goddard, super fan. Uh, he's got some great comments down there as well. Then we'll fly right into something that was a bit unexpected, actually. Um, and we managed to catch Robbie Blake, head coach of Bogner, former Pompey coach, to have his thoughts on the relationship between Pompey and Bogner, how he thinks the guys are getting on down there, and just basically summarises what we really wanted to know when we went down there, Matt. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, we're going to find out everyone's view on the cheesy chip situation, which is probably the main reason I headed down there in the first place, if I'm honest. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem solved. I've, I've had a bowl of cheesy chips. <laughs> Matt, Matt will let you know at the end. There's something to look forward to, to find out Matt's verdict on the cheesy chips but we won't hold you back too long much longer so we'll fly straight into the interview and um, there's a little bit of background noise we're actually in the clubhouse just to set the scene uh, in Bognor town if you've been down there ni- nice little clubhouse there Matt fantastic yeah so we sat down there with uh, Brad Lethbridge and Joe Dandy uh, so yeah check out the conversation coming up all right Pompey fans it's uh, Hugh and Matt here for Pompey News Now for the PO forecast uh, joining us now Appreciate lads both being here. So I'll start with you, Joe. How you been? Yeah, good, thanks. All good. Yeah, here with uh, Pompey Centre back Joe Dandy. And it's uh, appreciate you guys coming in and having a chat with us both down here. Um, how are you finding it? I know you've just um, just made the move down here. How are you settling in? Yeah, obviously just come down, uh, trained like last Thursday, played Saturday, and then got a game tonight. But now I've been enjoying it. They've all been welcoming, so yeah, it's been good so far. No, that, good. that sounds good. Um, what do you think about coming down? Is this your first loan spell? So yeah, club? yeah, first one. Like, I've always been at Pompey, I've never gone away. So, first one, and like I say, I've all been welcoming and that. So, yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. Yeah, nice one. Um, so, what do you feel about. Tell, well, shall we say, tell the Pompey fans a little bit about yourself? You know, how do you, how, is there anyone in particular inspires you, a football player you played like, or is there anything in particular? that you can tell Pompey fans just a bit about yourself uh, for you me playing? personally obviously like where you're around the first team that take a bit of inspiration from Matt Clark um, obviously been on fire like quite a few seasons and quite consistent so I don't know yeah just take, take a lot from him and try and play like him um, and sort of got to know him over the two years of being here so yeah do you, do you like to make forward runs as well yourself? yeah I think in like the modern game obviously you've got a centre back's got to be able to play out and get forward so I think something that you've got to sort of have in your game as well, but yeah. Do you think um, is Matt quite a good mentor then with the younger players? Yeah, definitely. Or? Obviously, like he's young himself, so you can chat to him about anything really. And yeah, he, like I say, I got to know him quite well, so yeah, he's alright. I'm sure you nice got to talk to him and that. 
how, how do you see? I mean, the academies obviously um, progressed quite a lot. Um, has anything changed? You think with how the Eisners have sort of um, approached the academy? They've, you know, they put a lot of faith in. Yeah, definitely. You guys, or yeah, they've like since they've come in, they've obviously wanted to push the youth, um, and it's quite clear to see like when you're training that you'll often be over with the first team training. So, no, yes, like clear since they've come in that they want to sort of push the youth forward. So, it's a good thing. Nice. Matt, you got any questions to jump in on before I start blabbing anymore? <laughs> Just like, really, I mean, the, I suppose the interesting one was there was a couple of lads played in the Czechoto Trophy game call in midweek. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's the, the gap at the moment between the, the youngsters that are making that first team squad and, and pushing on to, to sort of lads that are coming out on loans? Or is it just a case of they prefer you to come out on loan to, to get that little bit extra sort of first team experience? So yeah, I think like coming out on loans, obviously, you're playing men's football week in, week out. So, like, teach you to like toughen up a bit. Um, and then the lads are obviously playing, have obviously done something right to be playing. So, I think it's a bit of both. You've got to be able to play men's football, and if they can see you're ready, then obviously why not? Why not chuck you in for a game? Jump it. Um, what do you guys like to do? What do you like to do in particular? So you've got a night off. Are you like sitting around <laughs> playing FIFA, or do you like going out? Um, just cause right. I think a lot of Pompey fans just like to get to know sort of like you know what the lads are about, really. For now, for me personally, just yeah, probably chill out. Bit of FIFA, something like that. Obviously, like depending on what the lads are doing, might all go out as a team or something like that. But no, yeah, chill out until something comes up that we can all do. So yeah. And it, like, is there any sort of expectations from the club from what they want from from your time here? Is that if they set you any sort of like goals or? Yeah, you have like reviews with the staff every sort of six weeks, um, and they're like personal to you. Um, and obviously, whether you achieve them or not is on you. But obviously the goal is to get a pro in it, so... Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's it. That's it, really. Right, so... Brad, do you want to jump in? Yeah, I've got <laughs> Yeah? Yeah. Nice one. So, just jump in here with Brad Leffridge, and... Um, I think... So you've been here a bit longer. Yeah. Are you, are you helping Joe settle in for you? Ah. I can say I'm helping him a little bit. Uh, obviously, I've known all the lads a little bit longer than him now. Yeah. So... But... Bring him in. Like, Introducing him to the lads and letting them know about what he's like and stuff made it a little bit easier for him. Definitely, and I think that um, the club seems to have quite good links with Bognor at the moment. With you guys coming down here, um, how do you think the level is at the moment here? Because you're doing really well at the moment, you're scoring a lot of goals. You know, are you enjoying yourself? Oh yeah, I, I love it. To be honest, it's, it's really good. Um, so uh, for me, it's a lot harder than playing youth team football. Um, like, all the players like, want to win. It's men's football, so it's a little bit more contact, and it's like it prepare you for like proper league football instead of like youth team football, which is all like fancy and keeping the ball and stuff. So, yeah, a bit more physical for you. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot, a lot more physical. This is so. Has that changed your game in, it, in any aspect from? Oh from yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah. um, gotta get on with like. Um, like them kicking you and stuff like that whereas in youth team football you get that thousand stuff whereas here well, you, get, you get away with it the majority of the time so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good stuff actually what kind of um, what kind of striker do you say is you know you are in, as a player you know <laughs> you, obviously you look at different strikers Pompey you've had you know you've got people like Ollie up, up, up front Ollie Hawkins and he has a, a different style to say how Brett plays 
but um, obviously they're different players. And how, how do you see your game? What's your? How do you play? I think I'm a little bit different to the boat, to be honest. Like Ollie's is like good as hold up play. He likes to he likes to get the ball into him early. Brett is a, a goal scorer. He scores a lot of goals. But I like for me, I, I, I like to run in behind. And, like, chase defenders down, try to win the ball back and get goals for yourself. So. No, nice. And in your time off then, I'll ask you the same question. You know, what do you like to do? Oh, um, when I can, I, I go home to see my parents for the living dig. So yeah. Sometimes I can keep, like, get a day off, go home. Other than that, I just like, sit and play FIFA or Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, nice. Have so, a game. Yeah. I like that. And I suppose I'll just chuck it out to both of you now, quickly. Um, a couple of questions to finish, then we're done, and you guys can get prepared for the game. Don't want to hold you up, so. up too much. Um, so, first of all, what, your, what are your predictions for how you think Pompey might do this season? And then how do you guys want to do here? So, I'm not going to hold you to so, it. It's just the. You can go first. I'll go first. Um, here, well, I'd, I'd like to win the league, here, to be honest. It'd be something. Like, like it means a lot to the team. Like we're unbeaten at the moment, so yeah. to go on and win the league would be like, a big thing for us. So, and at Portsmouth, I think I would like I'd like Portsmouth to win the league. I'd love to see. Only lost one game in, in the league at the moment. Yeah, and fantastic. To tell down like very good form. So both teams on fire. Yeah, then, so yeah. I think. If they win the league, it'd be better for us as well. Like them being in the championship would give us like something to look forward to if we get professional contracts. So. Yeah, for sure. And you're both definitely on your way to doing that. Um, what about Joe? Do you want to jump in? What do you think? No, I just sort of the same. But I think to get to win the league here, obviously, would be a big achievement because it's men's football. It's a proper league, so it's something you could sort of hold on to. And then in terms of Pompier, win the league and, and hopefully get a pro there. Nice. And then just finally, um, when I was here last time, I had some cheesy chips, which I thought were pucker. Yeah. I thought they were good, yeah. Um, and I've been just rambling about it occasionally on the podcast. So I said to the people listening that I'd come down and ask your opinion. Have you had the cheesy chips here? No. And if no. so, <laughs> Uh, no, I've not had no cheesy chips here. No? Not part of the diet. Not part of the diet of a football event. Uh, nah, see, see, we can eat after the games and stuff, but uh, they put some food on. Never had cheesy chips. <laughs> Smart. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll have the cheesy chips today and I'll uh, let you know next time we see what they're like. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, good. cheers, lads. Cheers, cheers well, I really well, appreciate it. Alright, right. thank you. Welcome back, Pompey fans, and a big thank you, first of all, to Brad and Joe for doing that interview with us right before the game as well, so just before they were, they were getting ready to do their little bit of training and get out there and get involved in the game. So, appreciate it, lads. Many thanks for taking the time to sit down with us two numpties and uh, get that podcast uh, first section recorded. Yeah. I think the first thing, Matt, that really stuck out for me was the professionalism of both of them. Oh, um, yeah. I two mean, young guys, and they really, really held themselves well, didn't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, as, as you can hear in the, in the interview as well, um, I think they, they find it easy to speak about something that they're both, you know, extremely passionate about. And, and that's only, you know, promising to, to hear, really, from our point of view as, as yeah. fans, you know. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. It was great to... To know that there's so much sort of confidence and, and energy from from the young players. Yeah, I mean, they they really they look like 
they settled in well. Like Joe only just only literally only just got there. He only played one game yeah. for, for Bogner, but he seemed to be fitting in really well with, with the guys there. And he didn't I, I did actually think, you know, both both young guys and um sort of especially with Joe just getting there, maybe be a bit more hesitant, but he jumped he really jumped straight in there, didn't he? Mark? Oh he did, yeah. And I think you know, we saw that on the pitch with him as well. There's there's just no fear there at all from either of them, really. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and as they were saying in the interview, how it, it's the jump into what they call men's football. And, you know, the, the transition um, in, into that football can be difficult, but when you can present yourself like they did in an interview um, and on the pitch, you know, it, it's great. It really is uh, such a positive thing to see and hear as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the first thing that jumped out to me as well, and we'll start with Joe just because it was the first person we spoke to uh, on the recording. And I think that we asked a question about, you know, Matt Clarkey brought up, didn't he, as a role model. And Matt's obviously quite a young player himself. Yeah. Uh, and um, it's great to see him, well, basically working with the young guys and helping them bring themselves through. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, as Joe said, you know, they he's sort of got to know Matt well now. And um, that can only be great for, for youngsters if, if you know, a, a team that... It's got a really young average age in the in the terms of the first team. Yeah, um, you know, can the the young lads in the academy can reach out to them and and feel inspired by by such a young squad above them. You know, it it just gives you no concerns really in terms. I mean, a, a lot of people talk about experience in the squad, and you you roll back to, you know, when we got promoted out of the championship, we had a lot of experienced heads in there, but you look at the the first team squad now, and you sort of go well. There's not a, a huge amount other than sort of Brett, I suppose, that, that have got a really like experienced head on them. But for, for Matt Clark to be stepping up and inspiring Joe, I think, is, is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think you could see it on the pitch, though, a little bit of... I know everyone's a different player, but you asked him a question about him bringing the ball out. I thought yesterday he really, really trapped back well, didn't he? He did, He yeah. knew when to pass the ball forward, and it, it was great to see because... There's the other team. We've, they played against Folkestone, by the way. Probably should should have mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, Folkestone Invicta. Yeah. yeah, and they um, they were a bit old, lot older team. Um, had some more experienced players, and you just I thought that at the back, Joe really stood out, and it was more the quality of his play, his defending and his marking, particularly in the second half. They had a particularly dangerous striker up front. And you could tell that Robbie Blake had a word with him at half time about how we're going to track him. Um, and his movement was, I don't know, not just about Matt Club. You know how Jack Watmore, how, how tidy he is on yeah. the ball, Matt? Yeah. And how he moves the ball quickly out. He's always going forward with his passing, uh, which, which is very, sort of a modern centre back, really. I mean, I, I would love to see the stats of, of his passing um, ratio yesterday because I can't remember a misplaced pass from him. That first half. Um, I mean, it was unfortunately for any fans that weren't at the game, um, there was a lot of errors, and, and Bogner really did kind of put themselves up against it. They were three one down at half time. Yeah, um, two goals in two minutes as well from Folkestone. Um, you know, and, and Bogner players will admit it was sloppy defending. Joe was actually on the right side of the defence and and the three goals actually came down the other side um, yeah. in that first half. And as you said, it was almost like Robbie had had a chat with Joe, switched it around a little bit and put Joe on the number 10, who I think he scored two, did he not? Or was yeah, he, he did, yeah. yeah. He got two. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, the me and Hugh were sat in the director's box for anyone that um, sort of wants to get a setting. And 
I mean, one of the, the folks in Victor lads, I think it might have been the captain, Hugh, yeah. um, shouted across the number 10 and said, you're out, you're too far out wide the last 10 minutes. And that's a credit to Joe Dandy yeah. because that was all down to him, pressing him, not letting him get the turn which he was getting in the first half. And it was brilliant. I mean, and as I said, the passing was exceptional as well, out of defence. It was really good. Yeah, their striker basically went and changed went on the right wing actually to sort of get away from him and tried to find space on the flanks because he wasn't getting that luck through the middle he was in the first half. And yeah, we're all around a good performance there from Joe. Yep. Um, moving on to Brad quickly. Yep. He really, really works hard, doesn't he? Oh. And you can see the quality he's got as well up front and he's going to score a lot of goals and he has been for Bogner, but you can see him, that, that will translate, I feel, very well into the next level as well. Oh, I mean... He he's the ultimate Pompey fan player, isn't he? In, yeah. in terms of what what Pompey fans look for in a player, he is so committed and he does not stop. You'll hear later in the interview with Robbie, um, but there was uh, a point. I think it was the ninety third minute, something like that. The Folkestone got the ball clear and had a little breakaway, and Bradley Lethbridge ran near on fifty yards and chased this ball back and won the tackle and and got the ball back upfield again and. You know, he they were they were four two down at that stage, and he yeah. just still was not stopping. And he did that throughout. It wasn't just that period of the game. Throughout, he was pressing high, chasing the ball down, getting into areas. He's just a busy, busy player for anyone that's never seen him play before. Yeah, he, he looks dangerous when he picks the ball up as well. He's he's um, obviously playing against people who are a lot older than him a lot of the time yeah. at, in defence. And the, I mean, the folks in defence did look a lot older. I don't know how old they were, but they did look a lot older. Yeah. And when you saw Brad pick up the ball, he's got a lot of power and he, he sort of can run directly at people. Yeah. He's got a great shot on him as well. He actually had a goal disallowed, didn't he, he for did. offside. And that was it. That, he took it down. Uh, I think it might have been on his left foot and hit it with his, with right, his right. Yeah. He did a little spinorama, a little sort of Cruyff turn. Yeah, he did, yeah. And then he just sort of laid it into the bottom corner. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great finish and it was unlucky to be honest. So, I, I mean, the refereeing and was atrocious in this game we watched. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was a very, very, very poor standard. I mean, I think we just kind of need to hope that that ref never, ever sort of makes the level up into to League One because... I mean, we've had some bad refs down at Fratton Park, but that was another level, wasn't it, mate, in my eyes? Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, both the guys, as we say, just to summarise, we'll talk more about them later on in the next part, and I don't want to yeah, um, yeah. hold up the next section because we've got some really, really, really good conversation here yeah. coming up with uh, Lee Roberts. And Liam. <laughs> That's right. And as you'll say, Matt said his name this time. I've just taken the mickey because uh, you'll see in this one that well, I basically forgot his name as we were going into it. So, yeah, yeah. without further ado, let's roll back into part two, the second part of the interview with Lee Roberts and Liam Goddard. Enjoy. Hi, right, it's uh, Hugh and Matt Pompey fans from the PO Forecast of Pompey News Now. And thanks for joining us. We've got uh, Lee Roberts and Liam. Good Lee. Get your name right. Sorry, mate. Um, right, let's go for it. Um, just, we had a chat a minute ago. Um, with Brad Lethbridge and Jay Downey who's joined the club um, fortunately Dan Smith can't be here today but can you just fill us in a little bit on really just how the lads are getting on so far I think they're just doing really well Bradley Lethbridge and Dan Smith particularly getting off to a really good start they're scoring goals and gelling well with the team I think you know that's crucial at our level we need players that can just go straight in they're so young but go straight in and, and join the team and working well with the team which is 
it's been ideal so far. Yeah. What did Joe Dandy bring to the squad on Saturday? You know, different to what what you've previously had. Was there more security at the back? Did it did it seem as well? Being honest, at the start of the season, up until the Lewis and including the, the Lewis game, um, the defence wasn't as solid as it could be and Joe Dandy has brought experience quite weirdly a young lad of only 17 I believe 17, yeah, 18 17, years of age so young he was outstanding on Saturday certainly a candidate for player of the match it was like he'd been playing Boston League football for years it, it was brilliant mm. to see it was a steel determination and it shows how far Bognor Regis have come as a club to be able to attract the likes of these Pompey youngsters and Robbie Blake as coach as well. Do you think that um, this season the the link between Bogner and Portsmouth has, um, has grown further than, than maybe even previous seasons? Uh, yes, and there's two words. The reason for that is stood just over there. Um, Robbie Blake, for me, he, he's come in. He's here for a reason, and the reason at the moment seems to be getting coaching experience, and he has been immense this season. If you speak to 20 players, all 20 of them will say he's probably one of them, one of them not the best coach he's ever worked with. And I was saying to Graham on, on the way down in the car, for someone who's done it at such a high level and played against Wayne Rooney and his prime, Michael Owen, mm-hmm. the Man United team in 2009, yeah. he is so down to earth. And that, that link really has strengthened because of Robbie. He's made the the 18 miles or so seem like two. It's such a close link now. No, it's great, it's, it's great to see. And I think that um, when we were chatting to, to Joe and Brad, I think the professionalism and the way they hold themselves and the way they talk, just generally to us, you could see you could see that you know they're that sort of professional, polished sort of lads. And it's good to see that they hear, you get that on the pitch as well. Um, I see Joe was talk, talking about how Matt Clark's been um, influential as well in helping him. Um, you know, to look up to really and um, do you feel that them coming here will also give them a bit of, I think they're saying men's football to just step up in some ways and you know, do you think that being here, being around some experienced players and lads will really help them develop? I, I was obviously I was never good enough to get into football, that's why I referee, that's why I commentate because I'm never that good but I've seen the players coming in from the youth football and it's almost a bubble when you're at these academies, when you're at clubs like Portsmouth, mm. you're in this bubble. And then when you go out on loan, you get the experience. Yeah. You're all of a sudden playing in front of crowds, three, four, five, six hundred people. And these lads wouldn't have had this before. They would have maybe played at First Lane or, or Rocco in front of about 30, 40 people. And that is such a crucial experience mm. the difference between under 23s football some of these lads here at Bothna have played for Brighton Academy and it's another level academy from Portsmouth of course but the, the just the difference between men's football and academy football I genuinely believe um, that people at the academies should allow their players to come and play proper men's football you will learn so much more from going on loan to teams like Bognor, Paul, Oxford, haven't yeah. the clubs at Pompey are close linked with. It's going to get more 
progressive, isn't it, now that the Eisners have come in and set such a high standard for the academy and emphasis what plays out. So, yeah, I mean, the emphasis more so, um, you know, which is, for the long run for Bogner is obviously only going to be beneficial, isn't it, really, for, for their future, especially if they win the league this year. It's quite weird. The, the more Portsmouth have fallen down the leagues into League Two, the better the, the facilities have come at the club when you're going back to the old Wellington ground at Eastleigh, oh, the yeah. old Porter Cabins in the, in the Premier League days under Redknapp, <laughs> to, to the Rocco. It's still a long way to go, but the facilities now are a lot better than they ever, they ever have been at, at Fratton Park and at Portsmouth, and it's really good to see, and that is going to help the youth for the future, and that is where Portsmouth are doing things better now with the academy, the women's, everybody involved in together, really. yeah. Yeah. Just a quick one, I was talking to, to Brad a minute ago, he was saying about um, how he's got used to um, having to put up with, say, being kicked or being pulled by all the, um, by, you know, the other men he's playing against, and you know, he might have got a foul in academy football, you can quite easily get those sort of, uh, people let you play and give, give you space, and um, would you say that... Would you say that he's um, got that physicality to his game at all? Is he is he got that, the power, or is he just? How do you how would you see him? How does he do, how does he manage that? As strong as Dan Smith is at the moment, but he's still a bit younger. He's got a way to go, a lot, lot of growing to do. So already he's proving that he's good at this level. He's scored goals at this level. He's he did well at uh, Tombridge the other day. He, you know, scored scored a great goal there, and he, as I say, he gels with the team really well, and we're really happy with him so far. There was a goal that, that he scored at Lewis Liam. Yeah, um, oh, I advise yeah. the listeners to his podcast go and have a look on YouTube. The Lewis against Buckner, um, the Derby game over the bank holiday in August. Bradley Leverage has scored for me one of the best goals I've ever seen. It had three parts to it. He's held the defender off with his strength, pinned the defender. He's then turned the defender, and then he's hit a, a volley that if Ronaldo or Rooney or Pittman had scored that, you'd be raving. I like, about I like it. the way that those three were the three players that came to mind. I know, yeah. my, I, know, I know the audience. I know the audience. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, I mean... Do you think, with, with Joe, you've only seen him for a limited amount of time, let's be honest, one game. Mm. But if you were to say how they would develop as players, so say Joe and, and with Brad, if you had to give them a bit of advice on one thing you think they could, you know, they're still young players, still developing, one thing they could just improve in their game, is there anything you think that would just make them a more complete player? Take any advice that you're given from, from your coaches at the end of the day. You're always going to need a little bit of physicality in your game, more so as a defender, because you're going to have to hold hold off players. As I say, the, the biggest advice I can give from being around non-league football is use the experience while you're here, while you're out of the bubble of your parent club. Speak to fans, get the media training, because that's all going to come part of it. If you want to progress, you, like Connor Chaplin has his, his move to Coventry of course that's what Dan Smith's got to be looking to do is yeah, come in sure. and eventually fill Connor Chaplin's place that's what I feel anyway you think he could go on and fill that gap and you think he could make it into the first team for Portsmouth in the future without a shadow of a doubt Dan Smith has got a very very bright future ironically brighter than our lights at the moment but um, it's pretty bright here by the way people if you're listening we're sat in the stands by the recording equipment and yeah, we we obviously this is going to be edited, but the lights have actually just gone out, guys. We're not going to edit it at all. It's fine. We're not going. To, we don't edit it. I've just the I've lights just got have the totally gone out. We've actually lost the floodlights. I thought we were talking about the stand. That's like, pretty no, bright. <laughs> it's pretty bright in here. I'm thinking. And the, 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 we're go, I think we, we should ask you the same questions as we asked 
uh, Brad and, and Joe. Yeah. So F- fifty quid. <laughs> <laughs> um, expectations for Bogner this season and expectations for Pompey this season. I'll, I'll, I'll let the fan go for, first. For, for Bogner, I'd, I'd have to say, you know, we after coming down. Expectations were low, obviously, we wanted to consolidate back in the league, in the Bostic League now, what is the Ishmael League, but obviously we want to push for the playoffs now, looking at this team we've got, with the likes of Dan Smith, Bradley Lethbridge, and now Joe Dandy, uh, hopefully we can push on and maybe get into that top seven, because that's where we need to be at the end of the season if we want to get in the playoffs. No, so yeah, we're, we're pushing for that now, I'd say the fans are expecting now uh, that we're going to get back in the, in the running for, for promotion. And it's a big game tonight, isn't it, for that? Yeah, brilliant. Uh, we've been good at home all season so far. I just hope it continues. Um, unbeaten all season, everywhere. Um, got a first win away, obviously, the other day. Mm. But at home, we've been a, it's been a bit of a fortress this season at Nywood Lane. So we're hoping that will continue. Mm, great stuff. And um, what do you reckon? I missed the two-part question. I think, obviously, you asked about the Bogner. Did you we'll ask about... Bog- we'll do Bogner, yeah. We'll do Bogner. Bogner, um, Regis, obviously... As Liam said, they came down last year. There's been a transitional period. You're looking now, the oldest player in the Rock squad is 27 years old at Harvey White. The future is very, very bright. So if the Rocks can cement a, a top six, seven place in the playoffs and be flirting around the um, top of the league, that would be absolutely brilliant because there are a lot more teams with a lot bigger budgets in that league and for Bognor yeah. Regis to have gone to Tunbridge on Saturday we cannot understate how big a result that is and it's got to continue tonight but for me Bognor are going to be there or thereabouts for the title not just the playoffs now mm, it's good to hear for any Bognor fans listening up as well so and then Pompey predictions just going <laughs> back and forth what do you think this season they're looking good aren't they this year they I think, are I think, yeah. I think they could push for it I really do you yeah, reckon? Are we, if they've got players like Dan Smith, they can offload. I'm sure it'd be, it'd be fine. Yeah, no. So are we? Are we? Um, I mean, I, I'm personally. I think at the start of season, I was. I, I think at the start of season, I said third. Yeah. But um, I never like to predict automatic promotion. It's always a tough one from that. And we have. There are some good teams in League One. You know, the likes of Barnsley, who I particularly rate. Um, obviously, you've got Sunderland, who could put it together well. Um, Peterborough, who if they could learn how to uh, defend, might be all right as well. Do you think we can push for the top two? Personally, for me, I think if Portsmouth are still in the playoff zone at Christmas, I believe they'll be there or thereabouts. The, the result against Wimbledon on Saturday that the women's had today, that's a crucial result from them because that is the sort of game that could have easily gone skew with um, over the past couple of seasons. But for Portsmouth to still be top of the league coming into October when the pitches have started to get heavier, I think they're going to go up. Will they be champions? I don't know, but it's it's a good season for for Pompey fans, and obviously, if Pompey fans are listening, get yourself down to the night camp. Yeah, definitely. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, just to finish it off, last question then. Um, should I ask the lads as well? I've been saying talking about this on the podcast. Uh, I've mentioned Bogger quite a few times since I came down to pre-season on the podcast. Mm. Um, been telling people to get down here. I'm, I'm a big fan of the cheesy chips you guys do here. Um, I've just ha- had a you, cheeseburger. Have you uh, cheesy chips, lads? I just want to know, what do you think of them? I absolutely love them, although if you're going to Nottingham Forest and you're paying £8 for cheesy chips, you are an absolute mug. You are. You <laughs> are. Try, try, the, try the chilli sauce, though, as well. Chilli sauce? Really nice, yeah. Right. Right. Here, yeah. All right, we'll yeah, mix it up. Sauce. We'll go half and half, man. Yeah, chilli sauce. <laughs> chips chilli sauce. We will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, cheers, boys. Cheers, Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks a lot. What a great interview that was there with Lee Roberts, commentator for Bognor Regis, and Liam Goodley. 
uh, got your name right that time, mate. So appreciate it. So <laughs> sorry about that earlier on in the podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, really insightful. We sat there in the stand this time uh, in the main stand in Bognor. The name escapes you right now, but it, it was a nice setting. And hopefully there's a little bit less noise for you guys there in the background. So uh, we thought that would work out a bit better. Right. Well, what an insightful chat that was, mate. Um, I, I actually learned a lot about Bognor, to be honest, just from that. 10 minutes we talked to the two lads definitely yeah um i mean they're they're clearly excited about the season um and i think they've probably got a good right to be after the the start to the season and you know dan smith getting eight goals bradley leftbridge getting eight goals joe dandy coming in on the weekend and you know they're getting a, a result away at top of the table so yeah i mean it was it was really good to to listen to their views obviously you know they're they're on a high um, just as much as us Pompey fans are. So, yeah, it was great to, to get that buzz off them. I thought I'd just actually jump in and say quickly, actually, because all the Bogner fans already know this, but some Pompey fans might not be aware that Dan Smith, unfortunately, uh, was injured. Um, he tweaked his, tweak his hip, didn't he? Yeah, it's, it's hyperflexing his hip. Something in his hip, yeah, yeah. So he tweaked his hip. So, um, But, yeah, we're going to catch up with him next time we're down there and he's fit, so... Check this out, Dan, and hopefully we haven't put you off too much talking to Brad and Joe already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and if you could get uh, uh, some cheesy chips in as well, just so that you're up to date, because obviously uh, Brad and, and Joe weren't. <laughs> yeah, we'd have one person I'm trying the bloody cheesy chips. No, no. Anyway, back on chat, mate. Um, it was it was a good it was a good chat, and it was before the before the game started, wasn't it? Really. So there was there was a buzz because Bognor were unbeaten in the league, I believe. I think that's the first loss of the season afterwards. Yeah, first league defeat of the yeah. season. Yeah, yeah they, they unfortunately lost in the cup. Um, but yeah, that was their first league defeat. I think it was, as you said, a good time. The fans were, were flooding in. Um, and just, again, for any fans that didn't know or any Pompey fans that weren't at the game last night, there was an attendance of 509. Which is cracking for a Tuesday night, isn't it? Yeah, really, really cracking. So, you know, as we said, the buzz is, is down there at the moment. So if you, if you get the opportunity, do get yourself down there. Yeah, definitely to head down to the Nye camp. Um, yeah, so also I thought it was worth noticing. Um, we picked out a couple of names on the team sheet, as well as the guys on loan from Pompey as well, matey. We did, um, yeah. So there was a few ex-Pompey players, isn't there, who there currently play for Pompey. And we uh, thought... Bogner, yeah. Currently <laughs> play for Bogner, who did play for Pompey. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so the player that stuck out for me most, I suppose, uh, was the right-back, Calvin Davis. Uh, yes, 100%. Mm. Um, was brilliant, wasn't he? You can tell, you know, he's got a good footballing background. Was unlucky to not win two penalties, I believe, or maybe definitely the one. It was one. at least one. I thought it was a stonewall penalty. Everyone and everyone thought it was a stonewall penalty. It was like a Mortal Kombat. I saw the defender just shouted like, finish him! Yeah. <laughs> he just literally came across him. He just like smashed into oh, the ground. completely pulled him right across, didn't he? I mean, um, he came down that right side. He, he had some great, you know... Um, Dribbles past their wing backs. Um, Bogner really struggled at, at points in the game, right, to get the ball out of midfield, and they were pressed back quite deep in their own half. They were, um, and I think Robbie Blake a lot of time was just shouting, "Pass to Calvin, get it out to Calvin." He had a lot of space on that one side, but he also was had the ability to drive the ball forwards, definitely push, and forward, yeah. it allowed the other defenders to get out, didn't it? He so did, yeah, that yeah. was good. It's good to see him him doing well as well. Um, who else was there, Matt? As well, so we had um, Chad Field. Um, I mean, great, some great touches on the ball. Um, again, looked, you know, quite assured when he had that time. Unfortunately for, for Bogner, the midfield were just so pressed yesterday that they just did not have the time to, to get that, you know, nice rhythm, as, as Hugh was just saying. And I think 
they kind of didn't even really have too much opportunity to get the ball out to the wing as, as a centre midfielder pairing. So Chad Field was very deep and unfortunately we didn't get to see, you know, the best of him because of that reason. He really. was basically sitting in front of the back four for a bit of time. Yeah, and I think you've only got to credit yeah. Folkestone with, with, you know, shutting a player like that down. So Yeah, you know. definitely. And then um, obviously the last player I think that um, was ex-Pompey, uh, it was Thomas Scott, wasn't it? Yeah, Tommy Scott. Um, he actually got on the score sheet. Yeah, he came on as a sub, didn't he? I thought he did well. I think that um, he came on for one of the, the one of the guys there. What was it? Um, the number eight, uh, Tommy Block. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he he was having a bit of a tough game in the centre midfield as well. I thought. And I think that Scott came on and he provided a little bit more flair. Definitely. The game definitely sped up. I think um, Bogner was starting to run out of ideas a little bit on, on how to break them down and to, to really... I mean, Folkestone, even when they were 4-1 up at one point, they were really still pressing Bogner back quite deep. Um, so when he came on, he really did change that that impression for, for Bogner and pushed him higher up the field. Yeah, no, it's good to see all those Pompey, ex-Pompey lads and with the club really mixing in so we've got people who played for Pompey before coming playing for Bogner you've got Pompey loading players out to Bogner and you can see how basically how the teams are getting closer together and we'll talk about this a little bit more when we chat with Robbie yeah. Blake but just going back to what we talked about with, with Lee and Liam just quickly I think that I mean it's a young squad isn't it as Lee said in the interview, it's a very young squad, and obviously, as you've just said, made up with ex Pompey Academy lads and current Pompey Academy lads yeah, out sure. on loan. And I think, you know, I'm pretty sure Lee said the average age was 27. Uh, I don't know if it was average, it was everyone under 27. Uh, everyone under everyone was, I think the oldest player was 27. Which That's was what Liam he said. Harvey, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the oldest player there was 27 years old. Obviously, it's a young team, but that actually helps. I think that they're all quite young together, getting that experience. Um, predictions, mate. Now, the guys there were talking about Bogner should be, I think Liam was saying playoffs, you know, or above. Yeah, Liam, I think Liam seemed set on at least the top seven, didn't he? Yeah, and I think Lee was hoping they would possibly push for automatic. I've got a little question for you, mate. Yep. After watching Bogner, and it's probably not the best game to go on, considering it's their first loss, obviously watching Pompey... Should we have a little cheeky one? Who do you think is going to finish higher in the table, Bogner or Pompey? Oh, I mean, it's a it's a tough call, isn't it? Both teams have only lost one all season in the league. I mean, I, I agree with Lee. If if Pompey are definitely still in around the playoffs around Christmas time, I think we're going to be there or thereabouts. I think it's a a big ask for them to finish in the top two. I think Sunderland and Barnsley are only going to carry on getting better. You know, every team has a slump at some point in the season. So I'm kind of expecting that at some point from myself. I'm going to go with Bogner, are going to probably finish higher out of their two leagues. Um, I think they've started well. They've got goals in their team. Unfortunately, yes, they have lost Dan Smith. And I think you can, you can see that yesterday, that they desperately need him back at some point. So when he does come back into the squad finally I think they'll push on and, and win the league okay that's 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 um that's that kind of convenient because I thought Bognor very good and um, you know I think that they there are other teams in that league as as Lee was saying who have a bit more funding a bit more money I'm not sure without Dan being there there's you could see if they had a few more injuries maybe that would affect them going forward Definitely, yeah. I think as we know Pompey have got a, a pretty deep squad for the run uh, I'm pretty confident in that sense so how about right 
if Pompey finish above Bogner, right, you have to buy me a harvester lunch. Right? That's fair enough. So down in Pompey down on the way, way down. <laughs> now on the way to Pompey, obviously, way to down Pompey, in St. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go pop into Harvester. You don't fancy a bit of Crawley Harvester, no? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lose my wallet. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, so we'll have that then, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking I, forward to my buffet. Everyone is a, a handshake shake. going on. Yeah. Looking forward to my buffet, mate. Anyway, we won't hold you up too much longer because we're going to have to go into our interview now with Robbie Blake. Yeah, who, the, the big unexpected one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Matt just grabbed him after the game and was like, any chance of a couple of minutes? And he just basically was like, right, yeah, after he spoke to the lads in the, in the dressing room, he was, I think, on a mission to... Well, I think there's some positive words there as well. He seemed very positive on the sidelines as well and just let them I mean, know what's going on. Just if you, if you've got a second. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you should sort of tell the Pompey fans and Bogner fans that weren't at the game last night what you heard um, Robbie Blake saying to Bradley Lethbridge at the end of the game when they were walking off together. Ring any bells? Yeah, I think, I think he was just talking to Brad and just saying to him, look... Um, I'm just language. yeah yeah just keep that positive body language on and you could see him he just he just really cared he was, he was saying he was chasing balls down and stuff and giving it everything and I think he was just trying to show him to inspire to keep that positive body language up on the pitch and yeah I think I think that was, it was I think impressive. the result was disappointing for the youngsters and I, yeah. I think they kind of took it on the chin a little bit but I think Robbie Blake saw a lot of positives come out of that and, and you'll hear that coming up in the interview now yeah, and I think it's great to see that the fact that you know when you've got these young players and you want to send them out on loan, the club, and you think who's going to nurture them, who's going to look after them, and who's going to make sure they keep developing. And Robbie Blake obviously has that thing where he was saying to Brad, "Look, look, keep up that positive eye. You know, you're, you're a good player." I could hear him shouting at both of them as well, yeah. numerous times. But we'll go into that in a minute. Let's fly into the interview here yeah. with ex Pompey coach and Bogner new head coach, yeah. Robbie Blake. Hi Pompey fans, uh, we're back here, I'm here with uh, Robbie Blake and I uh, just wanted to know your thoughts really on the, on the lads down from Pompey. Um, we were speaking before the game and I think uh, you're a big part of bringing some of these guys down here. Uh, sort of, how do you feel about developing the guys and how they are basically, playing together? What are your thoughts? I thought today, for instance, Joe in the second half in particular, yeah. he looks very good marking number 10. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's got a lot of ability on the ball. Um, do you want to just talk us through how he's, how, he's got in, how he's got on, basically? Yeah, no, I think he's done ever so well. Um, he's obviously come in at a short notice for Joe, and he's, what you've got to understand is with Joe, he's very young, um, very inexperienced, and this will be great for him because, yes, I understand academy football is, is a good education for them, but there's, there's nothing better at that age at going out and playing proper man's football um, with a real meaning on it. You can see the crowd in today will give him a big lift. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the lads who we've got on loan, you know, it'll only develop them, um, whether we, me and Jack are doing that. But I think with that experience they're picking up, playing against these teams, um, that'll bring them on so much. And, you know, hopefully when they do go back to, to Portsmouth, they're in far better shape than when they first arrived. Matt? Yeah, so um, I just kind of wanted to know from you, from yourself, like, obviously you, you've been at Pompey, yeah. you were there under Paul Kirk, yeah. you've come down here, what, what's the sort of thing that you're looking to, to get out of maybe your, your sort of experience with Pompey and, and bringing it down here? And, but, yeah, I mean, first, and, you know, obviously I'm still relatively young and inexperienced in my coaching life, so um, you know, I'm always learning, doesn't no matter what level, whether it's Portsmouth in League 2 or League 1. Um, or the Bostick League, you're always learning and you're always trying to improve yourself. And you know, eventually, I'd like to take that step up into management. But you know, I know that's not an easy 
thing to do and you'd have to get the opportunities and that someone has to take that chance on you but obviously I've got a great opportunity with Jack you know I'm loving every minute of it um, which you know which has resulted in the starting the season very well and you know while we're disappointed you know the best teams in the country or the best teams in the world have setbacks and you know more, more importantly it's how we react um, and that tells you a lot about your foot about your players how we react and um, and what and what we do against Margate on Saturday and that's you know our sole main focus now and obviously we dust the lads down just said there one thing is yes we've conceded four terrible goals um, but we have actually gone to right to the end of the last minute and you see Leftbridge running 50 yards to track back and you see Joe you know and it, it, yes we want to win but if we can bring these players through as well it's it's only good for for Hampshire, Portsmouth and Bognor so um, long may that continue we've got a good relationship with Portsmouth and we thank them very much for what they're doing and in, in, in allowing them players to come out. I think, like I say, it's, I, I know the lads and it's good for them because it's, it's a learning curve for them. And you, you know, when you play football, you, you've got to have that winning mentality. And you know, these games for these at this, this age is it, it drills and drills them to have that winning mentality. And have, when they step foot on the pitch, they know that they've you know they've got to play for something and. That's very important for them, even at the early age. I think a lot of um, young kids now, are, maybe it's not Portsmouth, but you know the, the academies have got that many players, that many bulk of players that you know under 23 players don't even play any any football. Mm. Um, years ago, I mean, even when I was playing, it was you know if you were 16, 17, you were thrown in the, in the pressure cooker. Yeah, and sure. I think we've lost a lot, a little bit of that. And I think. You know, I, I'm not saying burn the young kids out, but it just brings them on so much and gives them that experience that they deserve. And, you know, when you step out in Fratton Park, you have to have a certain mentality because players at the lower leagues are not used to playing in front of 18,000. So, you know, this will set these young lads in good stead and, and hopefully going forward, you know, if we can have players at Portsmouth here and we progress and they get better and obviously see them in the first team at Portsmouth, you know, is a huge satisfaction for us as well. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, how, how do you prepare lads who have come down like Joe, who's not had what, what we were saying, men's football? Yeah. How do you prepare them for such, such physicality in a, in a league like this? I, I don't think you can prepare for them, can you? I think you've just got to trust them yeah. as players. Because obviously, me and Jack trust him because he wouldn't be here, would he? So, um, that just comes with experience. I think you're throwing a 17-year-old kid into the pressure cooker. It, you learn a lot about yourself, and we learn a lot about him. And I think Portsmouth, who were probably here tonight watching him, will learn an awful lot about him. And you know, it, it physically and mentally, this will only bring you on Bradley and Dan Smith. Um, so you know, I, I firmly believe that you know, with Matt Kelly and obviously Kenny Jacket allowing us these players to come out. Um, it should benefit all parties, which I think it is. And like I say, we've got a good relationship with Portsmouth, and they've been great with us. And you know, I'd like to think that we've we're trying to do good things with the young kids as well. Yeah, massively. How did that uh, conversation start uh, to bring Joe down here? Did you did you reach out to them and well, say that we need a centre back, or do they? Is it just an ongoing discussion with you guys? No, like, I mean, obviously the start of the season, we knew that we needed some firepower at the front. Um, we obviously only had Jimmy at the time. Uh, Mason Walsh came a little bit later, but we knew we needed some firepower. And, um, I looked at him and, and I'd seen how good Brad is and how good Smudger is. That you know, I wanted you know certainly let them players in the building, and I think so far they've proved the worth and the, 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 the being outstanding. And um, um, yes, they've had enough. Not, not so much Bradley. We've had enough. We've had enough as a team, but we will get stronger for this defeat. And um, you know, like I say, we have to come back fighting against Mar Margate on Saturday. If we do that, you know, Tuesday night's all forgotten. Of.
Yeah. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Massive thanks then to Robbie Blake for doing that. Well, to taking the time really after the game to speak to us straight away. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he he obviously was uh, a little bit frustrated, but um, yeah, it was it was great to speak with him. Yeah, we didn't really have to ask that many questions, did we? I mean, what a great interview! He literally just laid out everything we wanted to ask. Yeah, um, you can tell the the Premier League experience yeah. and the the higher level of football experience there, can't you? With with the knowledge he was feeding back, the words he was using, the descriptions he was giving. Yeah, and I think that's only going to rub off on the younger players as well. I think when, I think after speaking to Robbie, it was clear to see. I mean, we looked at the club, and it's a, it's a great club down at Bognor. Uh, the facilities are great. The pitch is is absolutely beautiful down there. It's incredible. Absolutely it? beautiful. Yeah, I've Definitely. never seen a, a level of football, you know, as such as as the, the Eastman League or the is it the Boswick League or Bostick League? Even sorry. they changed the name of it. Yeah, yeah, they have. I mean, it, they they still this exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people still use the Eastman League, but. That, I've never seen a standard of pitch like that ever. No, it was beautiful, and that's what you want the um, the players to be playing on, really. Yeah. But no, you can see that he's got all. They've got the setup there. Uh, it's a nice place, and then you've got you've got Robbie there, and I think what what I was trying to say, mate, was that he's got that professionalism, and that that will rub off on the younger players, and that sort of composure, and the way he talks to them, and the way he inspires them on the pitch. He's constantly positively reinforcing stuff. So remember, like Joe Dandy did something well in defence, and he's just shouting out, "Well done, Joe Dandy! Well done!" And he's like, you know, shouting at Brad Brad Lethbridge, and he he highlighted that, didn't he? He with, did, yeah. In, in the interview about how he how he tracked back, and um, I can see that when the when the guys looked at him, it was in a positive way. Yeah, I mean, he he's obviously working under Jack Pierce. Um, for any Pompey fans who don't know about Jack Pierce, he did inform us he uh, worked back with Portsmouth for about fifty years ago, um, doing coaching back then. Um, so obviously, he's got a lot of experience in football. Um, and you know, as Robbie said in the interview, he's enjoying working with him, and it's benefiting him a lot. And you know, he's heading for that managerial. You know, goal at some point. Um, as he said, it's not easy to do. But I mean, from what we saw and and heard, you know, he was great, wasn't he? No, I can see it, and I think he's going to make a great manager in the future. Yeah. So anyway, I think we should just thank everyone from the club, especially. Yeah. Um, Simon Cook, thank you, mate, for um, sorting us out, basically, and making this happen as well, along with Lee Roberts. Yeah. I mean, fantastic hospitality from from everybody at the club. Um, you know, from the moment we arrived to, to the moment we left, everyone, you know, couldn't do enough for us, and and you know, massive thanks for that. No, it was nice, and you know, and all the best it. for the season as well. Yeah, yeah, all the best for the season. We'll definitely be down there a couple more times this season. Definitely for uh, the, for the cheesy chips alone. Yeah, Matt, Matt, what was your review on the cheesy chips? Because I didn't really get much feedback from anyone else apart from yourself. I've got to say, it was incredible, top notch cheesy chips. I mean, the way I can put this is, get yourself down to Bognor, not just you know for the 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 glorious football. You know, some exciting, you know, times down there. Mm. Um, go and see the Pompey lads. But the cheesy chips alone is worth a visit. Hugh's done it a couple of times now. I mean, he, he only popped down yesterday for the cheesy chips. He wasn't really worried about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Love that. So, anyway, yeah, thanks, thanks everyone. Thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll speak to you all next week. Play up Pompey. Pompey.